The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I am joined with Rob Humphrey. Hello. What's going on, man? Where's Cat? I don't know. I'm taking another day off. She got yeah. a hell of a vacation playing around here. <laughs> You're counting the PTO. Yep. Oh, the HR lady is getting looked at for too much PTO. That's not a good look. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that's all right. Cat uh, wasn't feeling well. We hope Cat is, is doing better. Uh, but she will be. Uh, she will not be here this week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she will not be missed. <laughs> no, why, why would I say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you say the things you say. You're the one that talks shit about Cat when she's not here, and then you blame it on me. <laughs> like she, this isn't public for her to hear. Uh, but we do have a very special guest, a friend of the show, uh, uh, a previous guest. Uh, we had him on. Uh, I think it was last year. Yeah. Uh, William Dalfin. What's going on, Will? Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. It's been a minute since you've been on, right? Yeah, I can't even remember what time it was. I think it was like October of last year. Yeah, let me see. Yep, you're right. October. Time goes so fast. Uh, I also forgot to mention in your your intro, you are an owner of a Rob's Face T-shirt <laughs> and mug <laughs> and the mug. He got the set. I did. <laughs> got the set so anyone who listens to us who does not but like they think we're bullshitting like rob's oh get my shirt my face on it this man owns a shirt with his face on it in fact when i got it last year didn't like i promote it so heavily that it became the number one selling item for a while yeah the rob's face line for a while was the number one selling line of products on our shop yeah (laughs) i hate this conversation you're welcome rob (laughs) Oh man, uh, yeah. So no cat this week. Will you? Last time you were on, you brought up two movies. Well, well we talked about a lot of movies, oh, yeah. uh, but you brought up two of them that that were on the top of your list uh, in the Mouth of Madness and the movie we're doing this week, Prince of Darkness. Yep, uh, two of John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. The third being the Thing. Hmm. We're going to get into it. I have a lot to say. Nice. We have not. Ugh. We not. None of the three of us have discussed what we think about this movie yet. I just heard Rob sigh in disgust. So no, that about the, sums that up. The idea of him having a lot to say. 
motherfucker, man. You believe that? Like, I'm just trying to work here. Well, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not bothering yep. nobody. Uh, yeah, we, we we had a Shaft Rob game, which unfortunately got canceled when Cat wasn't able to make it. So we're not going to be able to Shaft Rob this week, which is unfortunate. We'll say postponed, not canceled. Yes. Yeah. So, but now he knows it's coming, which is kind of damn. But he doesn't know when it's coming. Mm. How do you feel about that, Rob? Surprise guest, Will Dolphin. <laughs> to shaft Rob. So Will, Will does the does the run in. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Listen, I'm nothing if not a team player, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just kind of throwing shots at your teammate a couple minutes ago. That's fine. That's I mean, fine. you know, somebody's got to do that. And this gives you time to freshen up on your creepy pasta. <laughs> I'm I'm the one who created the spreadsheet format that we all have. Mm. I don't know what a spreadsheet has to even do with this, but no, you you ruin our spreadsheets and we have to fix them. <laughs> That's, That's much the system. It. That's the yeah. format I came up with. Um. All right. So. Uh, Actually, can we get into it? I was going to say we should get into the news really quick so we can get to, to this movie because I really am interested to talk about this. Look forward to it. But uh, drink roll call real quick. All right. Sure. Rob, what are you drinking? I am drinking Sailor Jerry and Diet. Hmm. Back nothing to my in a can. Huh? No, nothing, nothing in a can. Nothing in a can. Went back to the old standby. Okay. Uh, I'm drinking uh, that, that Crush Orange vodka thing from Cutwater. Mm-hmm. Remember I was telling you about that? Uh, yeah, so it's pretty much vodka and orange in a can. Mm-hmm. I took it out of the can and put it in a glass with some wine punch. There you go. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, that's alright, I guess. Hawaiian punch. Did you but, not like it without the Hawaiian punch? No, that's the problem. It was so flat. I, that's why I have cans of it left still. Mm. So I'm trying to get rid of that and I'm hoping the Hawaiian punch is helping. Alright. All right. Well, you drinking anything fun? Uh, no, unfortunately, I've been drinking tea all day with iced tea, which is my favorite. But you okay. caught me at a bad time, and I'm having just a Coke Zero. Damn, trying to nice. stay awake. I feel it, Rob. You're usually the one not drinking. It's not true. Always, sometimes I drink, sometimes I don't. I'm not an alcoholic like you. You literally came up with drink roll call. I don't get the shakes if I don't have a drink. <laughs> I'm a teetotaler, which means I totally just drink tea. <laughs> I do too, to be honest with you. Usually I drink I have a cup of iced tea here as well. So mm. yeah. That's my favorite. Like anywhere I go, I get an iced tea. Now, what brand of iced tea? Like I like Arizona. Oh, Arizona's the best. Like the Arizona green tea. Oh absolutely. Green tea. Oh well. Dude, dude. I mean, I'll drink anything Arizona, but Arizona green tea is my favorite. I go with the lemon. Generally, what I do is I just make my own tea and then I let it steep for overnight. This grosses people out, but I let it steep overnight and then just add some uh, sweetener to it. And that's my tea. By steep. What, what, what is that? I'm not familiar. Uh, you put the tea bag in the pot, you brew the water, get it hot, pour it onto the tea bag, and then you just leave it sitting there overnight. Damn. I just put water in the container and put the scoops in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. Like now I just, I feel like I've been making shit tea my whole life now. Oh, no, I've I've described this tea to other people and they've been like, what the fuck are you doing? All right. So it's not just me, but I am interested now. Now I got to try this. Oh, yeah. 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 Damn. It's time to hump the news with Rob.
He's not a genius. All right, so let's get through the news really, really quick. Uh, so we can get to this. I'm so disappointed we didn't get to Chaparral this week. Uh, I'm going through bloody disgusting. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, guys. 4K release from Screen Factory uh, of uh, Return of the Living Dead. What do you, is this something that you would be interested in picking up, Rob? I saw it, and I almost pulled the trigger on it, but I I was able to, uh, you know, contain myself. Hmm. We just did Return of the Living Dead. I would love to see this in 4K. Yeah, I was yeah. really close to buying it, but I, I gotta I gotta save my money. Yeah, I don't even have a 4K TV, but Return of the Living Dead is one of the best. <laughs> Me either. I don't have one either. And everyone, and I have the, like, I just bought two fucking 4K collections and damn it. I got to get a new TV. That's what it means. I need a new TV. Someday. Yeah. I'm just, I've never been big on the, you know, the the clearest picture and all that. I don't know. I never really. I have actually. I have a friend who has like a really nice TV. One, it might be 4K, it might be 8K. I'm not sure. Jeez. But the picture is so clear that it makes movies look like soap operas, and it's jarring to watch. Yeah, you have to. There's an effect you can turn off to keep that from happening. Because I had when I got my TV, it was set like that, and I was mad as hell. I was like, I can't watch shit like this. Uh, yeah. I finally had to dick around with the settings forever, but I figured out how to change it. He, he invited me over when he first got it. We watched uh, the the Matrix uh, Resurrections, and it was so bad. It was, I couldn't <laughs> stop. I was laughing. I mean, the movie itself is bad, but with the picture looking like a soap opera, I it just felt so weird to watch. That, that's funny as shit. Yeah, I have a friend of mine who had like one of those curved whatever the hells, and uh, I, there's why I don't think they had that. Was like four. Yeah, 8K is crazy, but you know the good thing about that is now the 4Ks are getting, you know, a little more affordable. Mm-hmm. When they, whenever 8K or the new, TVs come out of date so fast. Anyway, moving along, uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters will bring spooky fun to Netflix on September 27th. All right, so just over a month from now. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> you guys excited? No. Why not? It looks so bad. The trailer for that looks horrendous. Like the trailer itself looked like something that that an amateur filmmaker made. Yeah, it looked dumb. Um, the only reason I'm excited is that once it's out, I don't have to hear about it anymore. Word, yes. Unless he comes out with another one. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> don't threaten us with that. Rob Zombie's The Monsters 2? Look, I live where he was born, so I, oh. I, you know, I have some sort of feeling that I should, you know, be supportive of Rob Zombie, but Jesus God, please let him stop. <laughs> Holy shit, you're worse than Rob on this. <laughs> wow. Usually at least Kat's like kind of nice to him, to Rob Zombie. So, damn, I'm outnumbered here. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see. I, I've said this before. that Everybody really hated that fucking trailer. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like it was a joke. Like, they were intentionally somebody was playing a prank on us. Like, this can't be what they're giving us. This looks awful. Yeah, it did. Seriously. What? This internet, it does this. Oh, okay. Just wait for it. Watch this time he drops out. <laughs> In my back? Yes. Hey, yeah. All right. What Stupid were you saying? Internet. 
I said it looked like a porn parody of the monsters. <laughs> That's yes. what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, don't you ever wish things could just be the way they were? Like, he cut out perfectly before that came out of his mouth, and I wish he could have <laughs> <laughs> just stood that way. God I'm damn. glad you... That's what he gets. <laughs> that, that was funny, and I have to leave it in the waited show. for me to come back just to say it. <laughs> Son of a Oh, bitch. Jesus God. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm back. I don't know. Goddamn internet. <laughs> Why do you pay them? I don't know. I pay them like 80 bucks a month. You'd think it'd work. Uh, oh, where was I? Original, <laughs> original by Bloody Valentine. It's getting a novelization after forty years. A novelization? Yeah. Wow. You would think it would have been done already. Like if you it was think, gonna be. You think? But I will read it. Who's who's writing it? Oh, uh, you're asking Some random questions person? and stuff. Maybe. <laughs> I'll find it, but I love my bloody Valentine like a lot. Oh yeah, that's a classic. I love it so much. Even the remake was good. Uh, Armando Munzos. Never heard of him. Oh, but he did it. Like I said, my bloody Valentine. Like it seems like it's an older movie. You know, it just feels like book. And. <laughs> It never happened till now. So, Rob, you're really gonna get this? Yeah, I'll probably read it. Why not? All right. Yeah, it would be interesting if it's if it's well written. Yeah. Now, see, we always hear shit about, oh, you know, it's not as good as the book, and this was left out, and that was in the book, and this was in the like. Can they get away with adding shit in this? No, I mean right? a lot of oh yeah, a lot absolutely. of novelizations have stuff added to them. Yeah. Um, but it's normally done the other way, though. Like, normally yeah. when there's a novelization, they write the novel while they're making the movie. And so they're going off the original screenplay. So then stuff gets cut out of the movie. Right. But it's still in the novel. So I don't know. I don't know what they'll yeah. do with this. Like, when I was little, I had uh, the novelization of The Goonies. And it had, like, the octopus scene in it. See, I, I believe it or not, The Goonies is not a huge fan. Okay. Fair. Usually I get yelled at for that by people. I, I didn't know. Yeah, they're, they're opinions. Opinions are, you know, like assholes. Everybody's got one. Well, don't make fun of Rob right in front of him. Wait till the <laughs> comes out again. <laughs> uh, all right, right. So if you do get this, Rob, let, let me know. I would be. This all this right. might be something I might pick up to me. Yeah, I might pick it up. I, I, I mean, I imagine usually the they're pretty they're fairly inexpensive too. So thirty five dollars. Thirty-five dollars? No, what? Yeah, no, fuck that. I'll just get the movie again. No, I know. Fuck that. Not That's thirty-five dollars. Holy shit! I just pay. I, I just got the Halloween ends. I pre-ordered Halloween ends novelization. It was seven ninety-nine. Really? Yeah. Why the hell is this one so much? It's a pre-order too. Maybe a genie comes out when you rub it. I'll get that <laughs> damn thing. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. I didn't know. See, I don't know what these things go for. Like, I, I feel like Cat would spend $35 on this book. It'd have to be at Maybe. least hardcover if it's going to be 35 bucks. It doesn't look it. I don't know. I with, can't with tell. Like, with, like, uh, some of those middle-page illustrations that come from the uh, from the movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. Even that wouldn't be worth 35 though. Jesus. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when did that movie come out? 80, uh, uh, 81. 81? That long ago. Hmm. Yeah, 81. Damn. And it's just getting the book now. Yeah. All this time, we could have wrote that book, Rob. I know, right? It's like sitting there for everybody. Never. Now we're going to have to start going back and looking at all these old slashers and seeing which ones have books. 
I guarantee idea. most of them probably don't. <laughs> we spent the charge thirty five dollars for the damn thing apparently. Um. All right, moving on from that. Uh, never hike alone too. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, I guess images came out. It spotlights Jason and uh, Tom Matthews also going to appear in this one. Hmm. Never hike I mean, alone too. I watched. I watched Never Hike Alone, and I like it. Was decent. I liked it. I didn't watch the other one they did. Was it Never Hike in the Snow or whatever? Yeah. I didn't watch that one. Suck. So I mean, I don't know. I'll probably check it out. You familiar, Will? I'm no. not. I thought. I mean, I thought I was. Isn't wasn't there a German slasher movie called Never Hike Alone or something like that? Or Don't Go in the Woods? I guess it was Don't Go in the Woods with the uh, the malformed. Uh, cannibal guy yeah i don't know about that one this is the fan film of oh, okay. friday the 13th no i haven't heard of it yeah they i don't know the first one was good i i did watch the never hike in the snow thing you know it was that that jason's too small yeah and, I, and if that the dude who's making it i know was jason vincent uh DeSanti. He was Jason in the first one. I believe he was Jason in the second one. Dude, just stay behind the camera and find someone else who's big to be Jason. Yeah. But that's cool to see Tom Matthews in it, though. Yeah. Yeah. See how that goes. Uh, This second one, I'm not sure how horror it is, but Godzilla vs. King Kong 2 is being filmed. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, Um, I'm looking forward to it. Didn't they already make peace at the end of the first one? That's what I said. Yeah, but you know, there's there's more box office to be made, so they're gonna they're gonna start fighting again, and I'm I'm gonna go watch it. Uh, it depends <laughs> on who the who the bad guy is. I think. Like I I totally did not see Mechagodzilla coming until maybe halfway through the first one, and then yeah. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna do Mechagodzilla. Yeah, and, and that was exciting. But I don't know who they're gonna do for this one. I don't either, but I'm going to go watch it because I watched that first one in IMAX and it was awesome. I just watched it again recently. Mm. I'm just, I'm still thinking it might, I've always wanted to see uh, an update of the smog monster. Have you ever seen Godzilla versus the smog monster? I haven't seen any of the Godzilla movies other than the one that like the Matthew Broderick one. I saw that. (laughs) Oh, good heavens. See, my thing is I don't like Godzilla movies, but I love King Kong movies. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I liked Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And that, what, was, what the hell? I don't remember what the other one was. The other one was awesome, too. Uh, I don't know. Godzilla movies just seem like a bunch of people like trying to figure out shit in like, suits and shit, and then every now and then Godzilla pops up and tears some shit down. I don't know. Never a big fan of Godzilla movies, but that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong felt more like a Kong movie. I can see that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's true. I didn't even... Because even in the original one, it was like nobody cared or even thought about another monster. They just wanted to see King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. All right. uh, Two... uh, Just two more things to talk about here. First one is Terrifier 2. Trailer's out. Oh, Jesus. Uh, 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 What? What's wrong? It's you really, no. You go ahead and finish. The, I'm done. That oh, one, no, done. What do you got to say now? Are you gonna be mean to Terrifier? Uh, it's 
it, it feels like torture porn to me. I'm not oh, a fan shit. of that genre. It, it was just, it was, it was violent and shocking just to be shocking. You know, and, and it was poorly lit. Art, if it, it felt like they were really trying to push Art the Clown as like a new, uh, you know, like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees kind of guy, right? And he just doesn't feel that way to me. He's just like there's nothing to him. There's no understanding of what he is, where he's from, you know, what drives him. There's none of that, and he Will? just he just shocks people with like sawing women in half vertically, and it's gross. Will, you have a standing invitation to come on this show anytime you'd like. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the term we, we use around here, by the way, is long ways. For, for the song of that girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he cut her, he cut her in half long ways. Yeah. Uh, man, I like terrifying. Have you seen All Hallows Eve, Will? Uh, I believe so. I think okay. I have. I... All right. Yeah, it doesn't give a clear, you know, this is what art is. So, I mean, I get you there, but I don't know, man. You know, I'll give you this, though. That is the best argument I've heard. Because Rob here is a dick to Art the Clown all the time. Um, oh. <laughs> all the time. I Greg, Rob. Greg yeah. who listens to our show, even worse than Rob. And it's just completely unfair. But And all they do is cry about because he used a gun, God forbid. And Rob Happy said, the shooting clown. Rob said it wasn't lit and all this crap. But at least you gave Will the best coherent... If there was anything that this was lacking, it was any type of real true story. And I yeah. never really noticed that. There was not there was nothing to it. It was just this weird clown tor- torturing and murdering people. You know? That's okay though, isn't it? Uh, no, not really. I mean, if you think about like the pro- the problem I have with like the the later saw movies is I was just talking about this uh, earlier tonight with my brother. Like the first one you don't know who Jigsaw is, and the whole movie is kind of a thriller of trying to figure out who he is while these two guys try to get out of this trap, and that's a, a plot. And then everything after, you, now you know who Jigsaw is, and he's just murdering people and torturing them, and there's nothing to it. You know, that's not fun. That's not an enjoyable movie. And and with Art the Clown, it's it's kind of the same. He's just torturing and killing people. There's you learn nothing by the end of it. Yeah, you know, I agree. Nobody's, I, nobody has uh, progressed as a person. There's no character journey. He just kills a bunch of people and then it ends. Yeah, and I like well-written scripts like Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You're not helping, Rob. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with Rob and, like, especially Greg. But, you know, there, there's so many mindless... Friday the 13th. I mean, there was story there with the mother and everything, but it quickly just evolved to Jason. So, and that—that that, I guess that's why I don't mind it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I'm easily entertained. I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, you got a point there with with Jason. I mean, but he was already established, so I, that you know, I, I get—I I never thought of it that way. Where Art had no stuff. That is very, very for him to be like on that second tier where everyone's trying to put them like you mentioned you gotta have some type of beef there when it comes to story and plot and i never thought that is the only true critique that i've heard that's valid other than rob and greg crying about a gun (laughs) the gun was stupid 
I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of a stupid kill. God damn it. I mean, that doesn't make the whole movie bad. Just Thank other, you. But the whole movie was bad. Not, but not, be, oh, not because, not because of that. <laughs> so we, we were almost there. We were almost not there. Not because of that. Let me put it this way. Bone Tomahawk. Oh, as a sim has a similar kill to the the most shocking one of Terrifier, right? right. Uh, that and it's better because there's a story in Bone Tomahawk, and that moment becomes shocking, but at the same time, it it drives the other characters forward. Whereas in Terrifier, he's just like giggling and sawing a woman in half for no point, while her friend watches, and then he murders the friend. We're gonna have to agree to this. All Art the Clown Terrifier things on this show always end with agree to disagree. And I just hate the name Art the Clown. Really. <laughs> it's, cool. it's dumb. It's not gonna go down in the annals of horror with like Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, you know, Michael Myers, Art the Clown. No. He's got a horn. Pinhead. Yeah. No. I don't know. Uh, so you know I. <laughs> I uh, I want to know if you would agree with Rob's stance on this. It sounds like you would. Uh, I had uh, uh, back this movie, uh, Terrifier 2, and like it, one of the perks is you go as like in the credits for whatever you go in there as. Rob wanted to change it from Slasher Radio to Slasher Radio except Rob. <laughs> How do you, that'd be fucked up on a credit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't make much sense. Nobody, everybody would be like, who's Rob? Right, and he's on the credits anyway, but he wanted it that way. And then they would uh, they would buy my shirts with my face on them. They would go to find out who I am. They would see they could get a shirt, and then we'd be rolling in the money. Why don't you just uh, pay for a separate credit, Rob, that says Rob did not donate to <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> He'd pay to let them know he doesn't support the movie. <laughs> That's funny shit. Did you watch the trailer, Mikey? I love the trailer. What did you guys right. think of it? I don't look dumb. Really, I mean, it, it can't possibly be worse than the first. It, it did, it did look like somebody bought some lights this time around. You could see <laughs> stuff. So, well, that's, yeah, with a bit more money, maybe they wrote a plot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the girl with the baby in the from that one, the last one's back. So, oh boy. Oh yeah. I'm not saying the character was important, but I'm saying was, maybe there's wait. A, that riveting character, the girl with the baby. Didn't he skin her, or am I thinking of someone else? I thought he did. Yeah, he skinned that woman who thought she had a baby. And... Yeah. But I, like I said, I'm I'm not tooting the horn of the character or nothing, but maybe there's a continuation of something there. Maybe. Then we'll find out. I don't know. It, it, I think it's going to fall down into the cracks of horror history, kind of like the... Uh, that those German art house violent films um, that I can't, I'm blanking on the names of. That was just like shock horror shit that people talk about, but you know, nobody wants to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll see. I don't think it will, but we'll see. They, they do have to, like you, you guys kind of mentioned, that shock and awe thing, mm-hmm. that's only going to last for so long. You know, so it worked for that first one. It got him a lot of attention, but you had to bring something a little heavier for a, a sequel. Yeah, you always have to up the ante. And how are you going to do that when you literally saw a woman in half? Saw it sideways this time. I don't, I don't that's know. that's <laughs> less. That's less. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. I saw them do this. I saw them do that in uh, the the movie with the animatronic puppets. Oh shit! Oh shit! 
based on that old movie. 70s. Oh. oh, the um, another movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, the something something movie. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> you know that one with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sawed someone in half in that, and they did it in a season of um, American Horror Story, the the freak show. Oh God. Sawed someone in half. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see. I think he had a. Did he have a flamethrower at some point? Art so, the clown. I think so. In that trailer, I see oh, in fire. The trailer. Yeah. I don't know. We'll I see. I watched it once, and I was like, I'm done. All right. All right. You know what? We will. We will shelf this argument until it comes out. Yeah. I'll tell uh, you what. When it comes out, if it's free, I'll watch it, and then I'll talk about it with you. You can go on the parent. What I'm gonna do is go on Screenbox for like the free trial. And I'm gonna watch it for free like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unless they're smart. H I tried that shit with HBO with Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. You can't get the high titles with the free thing. I was mad. Oh really? Yeah, they fucked me. I couldn't get it. I had to buy hmm. a subscription. Hmm. Bastards. Uh all right, last thing I want to talk about, Sean Cunningham. I, I don't know if you guys seen on Twitter. He updated his cameo profile. And uh, he had a little shtick about him, and it was, you know, produced and directed Friday the 13th. Uh, the movie spawned 12 installments with a 13th scheduled for next year. Ooh. Hmm. This, or- coupled with the comments from the other guy that we talked about last week, I mean, it sounds like maybe something's happening, but I don't know. It's weird that we're taking news stories from somebody's cameo profile. <laughs> <laughs> They won't talk to nobody. Yeah. I don't know. It, but I, to be honest, if they're just starting this or about to be starting this now, I find it hard to believe they'll get it done by next year. I don't know, man. They push those things out pretty quick. Is it going to be a, a direct sequel to the uh, the remake, or is it going to be like an actual who sequel knows? to this? Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows what they're going to do. At this point, just do it, Jay. Do it Friday the 13th. Nobody cares. We Friday just the want 14th. It. That's funny. Yeah, just as long as it's Jason in the woods killing people, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think this is more news than the last one. Well, yeah, this is Sean Cunningham. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. But neither one of them could talk to anybody legally about it. So it's just like now we're going off fucking cameo profiles. And stuff. <laughs> this is pathetic. Just make a movie. Crying out loud. Uh, all right, that's it for the news, guys. Uh, so we're gonna take a really quick break and we will be right back with Prince of Darkness. William. Mm-hmm friend will uh you like i said earlier you had two movies that you were up in the air to discuss yes mouth of madness prince darkness what made you come down with this one um probably because i had watched in the mouth of madness just recently with my kids and uh i just really wanted an excuse to watch prince of darkness again that's fair okay so both same (laughs) tier to you in the thumbs up from rob Oh my god! I, I wish I I don't know how to get him to stop him from doing it. <laughs> Rob, you're a John Carpenter guy. Yes. 
Did you put the party thing up? <laughs> yeah, now I'm just playing with Zoom. Um, yeah, I really like this movie, and I was glad that uh, that Will picked this one because I've been trying to get this one on the show for a long time, and he would never do it. Oh, nice. Uh, I'd never do it. Yeah, I mentioned this thing. I've mentioned this movie three or four times, and every time you don't want to do it. Blasphemy. Well, what is wrong with you, Mikey? The reason for that is. I don't like this movie very much. What? I know. I know. Here we go. Uh, I'll listen, I'll listen to your reasons. Okay. I am not going to sit here and say that this is a bad movie because I, the best way I can, I can, I, I put out a, a thing on Twitter recently and it, John Carpenter was, somebody was trending and I took that moment to say, since John Carpenter is trending, Wes Craven's better than John Carpenter. And wrong. wrong. All right. Well, be that as, as it may, I, you know, <laughs> I got a lot of interaction with a lot of people throwing their opinions around on it. Uh, I'm actually going to retweet it now to start that fire again. But my reason, it's, the, it's like with the thing. I'm not a huge fan of the thing, but I'm not going to sit there and say the thing is bad because I know it's not bad. I, it's just not for me. So now this movie, well, as I was going through it, I said, this is like a, a John Carpenter showcase. Like he's showing all these things that he's really, really good at doing. But it's just not for me. Okay. Was I nice enough? Why do you hate John Carpenter? <laughs> I hate John Carpenter. What the hell is wrong with you? I mean, it sounds to me like you just hate John Carpenter. I can't, I can't compare carpenter and craven like i find them both both of them uh equally good honestly yeah because you got Car carpenter has fallen off hard after in the mouth of madness like you ca i can't think of a single thing after in the mouth of madness that he did that was enjoyable you know ghosts of mars was fucking terrible <laughs> fucking terrible all right, okay. I, I take exception to that. I just really <laughs> watched Ghost of Mars not long ago and really enjoyed it. No, it's it's if if you really want to enjoy Ghosts of Mars, go watch Assault on Precinct 13, because that's what it is, but it's in space and it's bad. Assault on <laughs> Precinct 13 is good, and that's what it is. You know, it's like he's constantly trying to recreate Assault on Precinct 13. It's just it's it's terrible. But you but, didn't um, like Village of the Damned either? Okay, that's fair. I liked Village of the Damned. Yeah, come on. But, Escape um, from L.A. came after. In the no, 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 no. Escape from L.A. is awful. Oh, all right. No. Vampires we won't talk about, or the yeah. Lord. We won't Again. mention those. <laughs> Vampires is not, I mean, I don't like it, but it's entertaining. It's just John Carpenter's Western. That's all it is. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like Wes Craven... I mean, he he did Scream, which was great. He did, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, which was great. Uh, I like uh, Shocker. I Shocker's like amazing. The People Under the Stairs. I love yeah. The People Under the Stairs. But my my absolute favorite of his is The Serpent in the Rainbow. That's your favorite? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even like that movie. Okay. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> I, I uh, damn i've never heard anybody say west craven's but you know it's just it's a weird pick for craven that's fair though so like each of them have great films and each of right. them have not so great films it's just john carpenter kind of went downhill real fast in the 90s whereas carpenter or uh, 
Craven sort of did like a roller coaster up and down sort of thing. Yeah, recreated a lot of his thing. But yeah, John Carpenter stuff is just more. I don't know, man. It like whenever he puts up a, puts out a movie, you know, on on his best days, it, it's like a museum that you see nothing but beauty and and you know. The cinematography's perfect, and he always p- had make sure he, the actors are on point, and he just puts a movie together. Great, the shots are great. Like even something small, like uh, uh, I think it was the scene where the I don't know. There was the scene where two dudes were whooping each other's ass towards the end, and In it was just yeah, and, yeah, right there you go. And it was just that shot down the hallway, and I just sat there and looked for a second. I'm like, usually you don't usually see that angle. You know, like little shit like that, I feel like John Carpenter's good at to kind of give you a different uh, perspective on a scene. And I love it. But yeah. there, there was a lot going on in this damn movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate movies where it's shot really well and everybody acts really well. It's <laughs> done really good. You're right, Mike. Yeah, I see what you're saying. When did I say I hated it? I didn't say I hated it. I appreciate it for all that. But I, I don't know. I think it's the sci-fi thing that you know, throws me off a little bit. What what Carpenter Carpenter does seem to struggle a bit to get the best out of his actors, I think, but he melt more than makes up for that in just pure atmosphere, like the aesthetic yes. of his films is is just horrifying and and you know uh, dark and gloomy and in a way that that others don't get. That that's that's fair. And this movie's full of that, like everything about this. Everything about Prince of Darkness is just dark. Well, once they get into the church and the shit mm-hmm. starts to hit the fan, like you, you, the whole church just feels claustrophobic and like it's closing in on them. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and you know, it's shit like that. I think that John Carpenter is really good at is exactly what you say. It's kind of like you're sitting there and you're thinking, is it just me that's no like getting this feel from it? But no, like because I felt that watching it too. And as I was just sitting there going, damn, like you can feel certain aspects of this movie. And yeah, that that's John Carpenter though. Yeah. But at the same time, the acting is not as good as in a Wes Craven film. No. For the most part. Yeah. But it but it doesn't change the enjoy how much I enjoy them. Just like even in the Mouth of Madness, which is my favorite horror movie of all time, it, the, some of the lines come off as really cheesy and, and goofy, you know. But but it's I still love it just because of the atmosphere of it. Victor Wong, by the way, uh, he was in one of the greatest movies of all time called Three Ninjas. I don't know if you guys are familiar. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Big Trouble in Little China. No, Three Ninjas. Robbie over here, Three Ninjas. I dropped out. What? Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Victor Wong, uh-huh. uh, Professor Howard. Uh, he was in one of the greatest movies of all time, Three Ninjas. Are you familiar? Yep. Never heard of it, no. God damn it. It's three little kids that are ninjas, like two dudes break into the house and they got to do ninja shit to get them out. No? Damn. No. All right. No, I've never heard of it. Uh, all right. uh, but yeah, Rob, so do, do at least like, that's what you know Victor Wong from, by the way. <laughs> yeah, when I he see was, he was in Big Trouble in Little China. Thank you. That's what Will said. I, I would rather watch Three Ninjas, man. Three Ninjas Strike Back too. The second one, really good. You are. <sighs> What's wrong with Three Ninjas? 
Big Trouble in Little China is fucking amazing, man. They had a little boy that was an engine and they named him Tum Tum. Come on now. Like, I you're really going to say. I hate it. What? You haven't even watched it. <laughs> it's a kid's film. I watched it as a kid. I love that. Damn, man. All I, don't, right. I don't even know how to talk to you. <laughs> saying Three Ninjas is really good. Not as good as Big Trouble in Little China, though. I don't know about that. No, it's not. It's not. All right. No, <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Does it have a little boy named Tum Tum? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> it's got Kurt Russell in it. <laughs> it Russell. does have Kurt Russell as a it. trucker. Pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, Dennis Dunn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in that one too. Just saying, Three Ninjas exists, and it's this really is, good. This is a fun crossroads of like Halloween and Big Trouble in Little China. The hell? Oh, yeah. Prince of Darkness. You mean? Yeah, 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 with with Dennis Dunn and Victor Wong and and Donald Pleasance all in it. Donald Pleasance, he loved Donald Pleasance. Yeah, I was thinking that through. I was like, how cool is it to have your like your boy be John Carpenter? Like you just get thrown into these. Like, uh, what's the dude that fucking Adam Sandler always puts in movies? David Spade. No, the the goofy one, Rob Schneider. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's like you know. Adam Sandler's a big deal, but like John Carpenter, like his boy was John Carpenter and just kept putting him in shit. Donald Pleasant, but Donald Pleasant, just that voice, man. I love it so much. I'm glad he got a, a role where he's more uh, of a mainstay in the movie like this. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like he was just playing Father Loomis a little bit, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm never going to complain about Loomis being in a movie. No, yeah, it did. It did feel like just Father Loomis to me. I mean, at that point, it was like he's just Donald Pleasance to me. He's just yeah, know, yeah, the same guy and everything. Yeah, he was great though. Yeah, that's but, what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know, Mikey. Like, I in my opinion, this is John Carpenter's most underrated movie. It's one that people don't talk about enough. I agree. Um, I agree with that. You know, it's just it's so great. And it has Alice Cooper in it. So um, we we did Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Now we're talking about Alice Cooper movie. We should just do horror movies that star rock stars, Mikey. <laughs> well, you just did. That's all of them. No, there's more. We did, <laughs> we did Strange Land. <laughs> we did Strange Land already. Too late. No, we're not doing all that. We do that trick or treat that has Ozzy and Gene Simmons in it. I've had enough of Gene Simmons. I don't want to <laughs> relive Stupid. Can we stop talking about the Kiss movie? <laughs> I'm tired of even hearing about the damn thing. All right. Tell us something about Prince of uh, Darkness. Okay. Uh, practical effects, fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. Like the stuff going up onto the ceiling. Everything. Slime. Yeah. yeah I, that was cool. Everything. Uh, the girl's face. Like mm. I'll tell you what. Honestly, this movie, to me, was like all the best part of this movie was in the last 15, 20 minutes. Really, I love I love the last like when when she's reaching in to the mirror through the portal that yeah. whole, all of that shit going down like everything is going to hell at once. Mm -hmm. But my absolute favorite moment is when they're looking out the window at their friend who they don't realize is dead, and he's like calling to them in that garbled voice, you know, hello, yeah, hello, mm -hmm. and then they look out the window and he's like, I have a message for you. And you're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. Pray for death. And then he just falls apart. Like his head falls off and his, his arms fall off and his legs fall off and just collapses. Yeah. That's my favorite scene. 
Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I like, um, I mean, I like all the, even the beginning stuff, just sort of the world building. And as we're getting into the mythology behind the story, I mean, this is probably one of Carpenter's deeper stories. Oh, yeah. You know, as far as the, the quantum physics and uh, the everything involved, I just, I, I find the whole thing fascinating. It, it feels almost like it's it was built for a sequel that was never made. Yeah. I think Atlas Cooper has said that he th- he always thought there should be a sequel. I'm not but saying there should be a sequel, but it felt like there was it was building for one. Yeah. With the uh, radio broadcasts from the future, uh, mm-hmm. getting into their dreams and all that stuff about uh, manipulating the time stream and such. Those radio things, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, and again, small shit, man. Like small shit goes a long way with me in movies like this, especially, you know, older movies. Uh, that that we're unable to transmit, and you know all that shit that they were doing, man. God, that was perfect. It was perfect. We see other movies trying to do shit like that. It's never been done as perfect as in this movie, and it was eerie. Like it gave you a feeling where you're listening to it, seeing like, what the fuck is this? Like, it 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 was perfect. It and it had little pockets like that, that kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of pulled it a little bit towards reality. To where you're mm-hmm. looking at like a news thing of this going on that felt like, you know, maybe this news broadcast was on your TV for a second. And and that I guess that kind of goes back to Carpenter again, man, like those little attention to detail, things like that to to give you that eerie feeling. Yeah, because, you know, with movies like this, I think also maybe it's my part of the sci fi thing. You just know it's not real. And, you know, like when you're looking at a Myers, since we're talking about Carpenter, there could be a sick fuck in a mask with a knife that's outside your house wanting to stab you and see what your guts look like. Very possible if it happened, a lot more plausible than this. So when you are able to take shit like that and kind of ground it into some type of reality, you're doing you're doing a lot right then. Yeah. Well, uh, the the, the dream stuff was Carpenter's jumping off point for this movie. Mm hmm. Um, it, he got the idea for the movie because Deborah Hill told him about a dream she'd had of a, a dark figure coming out of a church oh, and that it, cool. it, it, uh, it scared her, it gave her, uh, it just creeped her out. And so he was trying to think of a, he, he was trying to think of a way to, uh, creep the audience out and give them the same feeling that she had from the dream. And the way that they filmed that was they actually shot it on video and then they played the videotape on a television and they filmed the television screen. Mm, that's okay. genius yeah that's the best i find that some of the best uh horror writing is the kind of stuff where you're writing something that scared you you know yeah right? not not necessarily something that you experienced but something that maybe you you just imagined and it terrified you so badly that you had to get it out and get it on paper yeah yeah uh stephen king is pretty good at that you know you see a lot of things that he's he wrote and he's like oh well you know it came from this and i got this feeling from that you know yeah that, that's true if you can tie it to reality anything that you can kind of t- especially when you could go out there with this type of demonic whatever shit and then bring it back people find that shit real in the first place you know mm-hmm. that all mm-hmm. that stuff is you know obviously it's exaggerated but but is it yeah you know yeah, and that's a bold stand by you, Mikey, to say that Stephen King's a good horror writer. Oh, God forbid. I mean, I can't believe you would go out on a limb like that. Really, you don't like King usually? 
No, he's. <laughs> I, I should have mentioned the dude who wrote that My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> but you don't know his name. I forgot it already. Yeah, yeah. poor yeah. bastard. <laughs> fucking charging thirty five dollars for a book. Fucking yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I feel bad saying it because, like I said, I I can appreciate a lot for this with with this movie, man. A lot of stuff. I just sat there and was like, wow, that is done really, really well. But I would just get lost. Like, I see, I noticed. I feel bad calling this a 15, 20 minute movie, but to me, it, it kind of was. But without all the other stuff, you don't get to the end, Mikey. That's true. That's true. I mean, if you just watch the last 10, 15 mm. minutes, nothing you see is going to make sense. It did suffer, in my opinion from a few too many characters yes there were i mean there were a lot of important characters but then there were a lot of characters that it so many that you're kind of like well wait who is what's happening to who you know mm -hmm. who's who's affected who's not affected who's in what room and and it just got a it felt like you can kind of a good filmmaker can juggle all of that right and make it work but it just felt like it was too much yeah too much going on in too many different places yeah i would agree with that and i also it helped that the other char the characters didn't seem to know who one another were either though yeah because like somebody would say hey have you seen deborah and they'd be like who and then they go the radiologist <laughs> with the glasses and go, oh yeah. okay and then oh, that yeah. helped me know who they were talking about <laughs> they should yeah. do that more in movies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true, because that, that's kind of how I was like, who the hell? That's true, man. That, that, well, that is a very good point. And I guess when there's not a ton of, ex I want to be careful how I word it, because, you know, throughout the good, especially the beginning, but also towards the middle time-ish of this movie, there wasn't too much going on as far as excitement. You know, you, were, you had little flashes here and there, but when you have a story that's, in my opinion, uh, Maybe the story is the bad word. Just a movie in general, I guess, that's somewhat flat as far as entertainment. And then you have all these people you have to keep up with. And it's mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to remember this. I'm trying to remember that. It's like, uh, I don't, I'm not even liking this. So what's the point? And I get lost a little bit going through it. But I don't know, man. It, I think the practical effects were my favorite. If I had to pick one thing that was like, okay, what was the best part of this movie is the effects blew me away. The effects are great. Yeah, I also love the good. soundtrack. This has this is probably yeah. one of Carpenter's best soundtracks. It's another amazing score from John Carpenter. It's yeah. it's, it's terrific. Um, I, I will say this is uh this got to be the oldest group of college kids I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like, ain't, like none 40. of them are under the age of forty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was also really bothered by that wannabe Tom Atkins guy. Oh my God! Yes. Like oh, yeah. I feel like that guy. I do feel like that role. Like he probably wanted to cast Tom Atkins, and it, they couldn't work it out for some reason. So he got this other guy because. Oh, imagine if they had gotten Tom Atkins, oh, he would have oh, eaten man. every scene. Yeah, would have been incredible. <laughs> it wouldn't have taken him two cups of coffee to get that lady in bed either. God damn it. <laughs> As soon as I laid eyes on him, I said, this fucking guy looks like Tom Atkins. Immediate. Immediate. I knew this conversation was coming. Walmart yeah. Tom Atkins. Yeah, he is the knockoff Tom Atkins, whoever he is. What else has he been in? Who? What was his name? I don't know. I didn't recognize him from anything. Yeah. I recognize, recognize him from looking like Tom Atkins. That's about it. <laughs> his name is Jameson Parker. 
And I guess he was on a soap opera, One Life to Live. Oh, oh and he was one of the Simons from Simon and Simon. Oh, wow. Hmm. Holy shit. He hasn't acted since 2004 either. Is yeah. he dead? No, I don't nope. think that. No, nope. didn't say he's dead. He, uh, oh. he was on Simon and Simon. That was a big show. Yeah. Be one of the Simons. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> he did that after this, too. So this might have. Oh, no, he was doing this before. 81 through 89. Okay, so he was doing this already. Maybe he thought this was like his break into Hollywood, into movies. Yeah, oh, maybe getting a John didn't get into a John Carpenter horror movie, and you'll you'll make it big like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> right, he was in an episode of Walker Texas Ranger. Oh, I used to watch that show all the time. Why? Right, let's not go. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> this <is> fair. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. Though. I was like, ah, oh, fucking guy looks like Tom Hanks. I will, oh, another thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, Walter, the character Walter, is the closest representation of Rob I've ever seen in the horror movie. Which one's Walter? The Asian, the, the Asian dude that was stuck in that room. Oh, oh yeah, Dennis Dunn. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah Dennis Dunn. It, it, perfect pretty, representation of you. That's incredibly flattering. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that. Dennis Dunn's the man. Dennis, but, yeah. But there why is not is he, a, there's not enough Dennis Dunn in in movies, honestly. Yeah. But why is he like me? Because he's yeah. such a fly ass dresser. No, that's not why. Because <laughs> he's like screaming and clawing through the wall of the closet to get out from the women. That could be a Rob thing. But I mean, you wore a fucking Harry Potter shirt. What do you mean a fly oh. dresser? Yeah. <laughs> he, he no. He he said he had a line where he said he usually likes getting dominated on women. That's kind of a, a Rob thing. Mm-hmm. And. He was telling terrible jokes to try and ease a moment. That, that's a Rob thing. And then as soon as shit got real, he just started yelling and screaming to be saved. And I, I don't know. I just <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's like... definitely me. Yeah, that is definitely me. <laughs> I said, yeah. man, this guy is Rob. Do you find yourself in that kind of situation a lot, Rob? No, I don't. But if I did, that would definitely be me. I would definitely be the one hiding in the closet and screaming for somebody <laughs> to come save me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you also like to be dominated by women usually? I mean, I don't know about that. I, You know, we talked about this. I do like a woman with crazy eyes. I want one that I'm not sure whether she's going to hug me or stab me at any given moment. So everybody looks for in a woman. And you know, that whole thing, the whole part with him being, you know, getting in the closet and then like them digging through the wall to save him from the other the people, it, it really felt like they kind of were just like, all right, where are we going to, where are we going to go with this now that he's in the room, go in the, like they were working it out as they were filming. Okay, Dennis, get in the closet. Oh no, now he's trapped in the closet. What do we do? Guys, start digging through the wall to get him out, you know? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like he had actually written down on paper. All right, he goes in the closet <laughs> and... And then they dig through the wall to get him out. It was just sort of like impromptu, like, shit, what do we do? Very uh, ad hoc filmmaking. Seemed like way too much work for one guy. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Like, if that was me, I'm not digging through that wall for anybody. Is that fucked up of me? Like, that's way too much work for one dude who had a, like, what are you doing in the closet? Yeah, just go, just go outside and go next door. Right. Like, (laughs) it's, It, your better chance is taking your chances and just going. 
That's the way I look at it. Digging through a fucking wall. I don't know. You wouldn't dig through a wall to save me, Mikey? <laughs> no. Damn. No. I wouldn't dig through the closet door to save you. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell you to get your ass out of there. Um, I really don't have a tremendous amount of notes, man. I, I, I mentioned earlier how the this just seemed like a John Carpenter showcase. It's like, man, mm-hmm. you guys mentioned the score. That was another thing that I forgot to bring up, but I did know. Like, it's just you could check mark everything, and it's just like the score to this was perfect. Like, mm-hmm. Halloween gets a lot of you know, like that. That's the theme that everybody cares. This thing, man, had some real. It was. He builds moments great. Like he knows how to build a moment, and and the score is a huge part of that. And he yeah. nailed it in this one over and over again. I love yeah. this more than the Halloween score. Fair. I could I could li- like the Halloween score. You can listen to the first song and know it's Halloween, but then everything after it's kind of derivative. But this one is just full on like nothing else that he's done. Fair and atmospheric. Bob, do you have this final? <laughs> I don't think so. Hmm. Wonder if Waxworks ever did this one. No, I'm pretty sure they didn't do it. Um, I don't know what they're waiting for. Well, they don't do all his stuff. Um, trying to look it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Prince of Darkness, original motion motion picture soundtrack. Uh, you can get one for 18 bucks. I don't know how nice it is, but. Hey, Rob, you should reach out and see if you can write the novelization of this. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, I don't I don't have this one. I want to get it. I got a lot of his stuff, but I don't have this one. Yeah, I don't know. They, they got one on Amazon for like 18 bucks. Yeah. That's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah, I, I knew I was going to catch shit for it. I knew it, and. I can't help it, man. I, just John Carpenter stuff. As much as I could sit and appreciate so many things that he's done, that whole supernatural shit, it's just he loves doing it, and it's just not for me time and time again. I guess it's I too good know. for you. I don't think you caught that much shit. It sounded like you enjoyed the movie. Am I, I wrong? I, I appreciated the movie. I did not enjoy the movie. Oh, okay. I was actually like, I I even checked the time in this one once and was like, God, fucking please end. Oh, it is a slow burn. I agree on that. It is a slow burn. But I will say this. I said that with about uh, about 30, 35 minutes in it. I was looking at it and I said, God, fucking please end. And then it picked up a little. Like like I said, that last 20 minutes, I was there for it. Like it was that that was like flawless in every sense. But just before that, man, holy shit. He made you sit through a lot to get to that. I can appreciate that. I understand what you're saying. See, well, Rob, Will's nice to me about when we disagree on things. You got to be a dick about it all the time. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, mean, I can, if you appreciate, think- I can appreciate it too, Mikey. I can appreciate that you're dumb and wrong. Oh. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of, of uh, movies, you know, take their time introducing the characters and such um carpenters uh they live takes a, a real long time to to introduce like introduce what's happening and it just sort of has you walking around with roddy piper you know before things start going down but that's a great movie you know 
Yeah, don't you dare say anything bad about They Live, Mikey. I'm not yeah, going to say anything bad yeah, about Mikey, it. don't make us fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like we could jump to you about the carpenter crew. <laughs> oh. Roddy Piper's amazing in that movie. Yeah. He should have been a bigger movie star between that and Hell Comes to Frogtown. Are you kidding oh, me? God damn. <laughs> he was the John Cena of his time. Nope. <laughs> Hell Comes to Frogtown versus Fast and Furious and shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know, guys. I This one just is, it had it written all over it that I'm not going to mm-hmm. like it. And, and there's so many, there's a bunch of scenes. Like the dude who was getting eaten by bugs in the suit with like that black background kind of. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's my favorite scene. Right. Dude. I mean, you're not going to get much better than that. And it, and, and that's what I mean. It was like a showcase because it was, you know. It it stood out, and that was the only thing in the scene. They bounced back and forth, but for the most part, it was really just they focused and zoomed in on that, and you kind of got your moment with it. And it's just like John Carpenter saying, "Hey, man, this is what I can do. Here, go ahead, try and try and beat this." And you look at a scene like that, in you know, taking out everything else, and you're like, "Damn, that's flawless!" Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you don't see scenes like that anywhere. Like, like, I don't, I don't know, man. John Carpenter really will. He'll show you he's in a class of his own so often. And yeah. I'm just not. I'm, I'm gonna cut this class. That's my thing. <laughs> what does it say? Do you like any John Carpenter movies? Damn, I love Halloween. You don't like the thing, which makes no sense. Okay, now I, now I need to know what you think of In the Mouth of Madness. I've seen that <laughs> like once. And I think I liked it. But again, like that whole hold on, let me look up his IMDB and kind of scroll down it. What else has he got? <clears throat> Escape from New York. Great. Uh Big Trouble in Little China. That was good. Awesome. Good. What you... The Fog they, I didn't like. They live. Not a huge fan of the fog. Well, you didn't like the fog. The fog is amazing. Fog's all right. Again, fog's fun. It, but it's not the most. It the fog is very close to this movie. Mm, I can see that. Right. Very dark. Lots of uh, lots of small spaces and people just sort of um, experiencing one-off events. Yeah. Yeah. But the fog has the real Tom Atkins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> fog came out first, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. But you know what else had the real Tom Atkins was um. Night of the Creeps. Awesome. Mikey hated that one. Yeah, we've been down this road. I think, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> we talked about that when you weren't here. I never thought I'd miss Cat this much. <laughs> damn it. You can't go wrong with Tom Atkins. Right? He does have a thing for Tom Atkins, doesn't John Carpenter? Damn. The Halloween 3. He didn't do Halloween 3. Oh, yeah, that's true. He was a smart man for that. Well, I mean... I appreciate Halloween three because of what it was it was representing. Like they were, you know, the the idea that originally Halloween was going to be a, a new story each movie, right? Yeah. Not, but people just liked the whole Mike Myers thing so much that they made the second half, and then they tr- then they tried with Halloween three season of the witch, which was a failure, unfortunately, and then they were like, all right, let's go back to the you know the return of Michael Myers. Yeah, Halloween 3. 
Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a hell of a fucking movie. It's the redheaded stepchild of the Halloween movies. Deservedly so. But no, admit, he should have made Trick or Treat before Trick or Treat did. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, even Halloween three has its moments, though. The kid, his his head <laughs> just being dissolved by bugs is yeah. an incredible moment. It's an all right moment. It's good. I'm not giving it anything else. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to defend the movie. He won't give it anything else cuz he knows I, I unabashedly love it. <laughs> I don't know how. Like and you and it's not I thought it was just you. It's not just you like you mentioned that thing on Twitter. People will come running to defend it. Mhm. It's a fun bad movie. It should be ashamed of itself. Okay. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Like how dare you come into Michael Myers' house and I don't know. Michael Myers is in the movie. We've been over this. He's not in the movie. He's on the television mm. screen. Oh, right. Yeah. They're watching the first movie in, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And Rob has this whole story about how it ties in to Michael It does Myers. tie in. That's how Michael, when Michael comes back in Halloween 4, he's one of uh, Connell Cochran's robots. You're stupid. That's why he can't be killed. This is what I deal with, Will. That's there was a reason that they rebooted Halloween movies. Yeah. See, this is the type <laughs> of shit like he's trying to validate. Like he can't just say I like the movie and be a gentleman about it. He's got to bring up stupid shit like that and it hurts my head. It's a good movie. We're not getting into that. We'll we'll continue to talk about a movie that is actually good. Uh it's darkness. I, I don't know. What what else do you guys cuz I'm I'm you're not winning me over. No, no. Do we have to win you over? I mean, is, do, we <laughs> no. have to, do we have to change your mind on this? No. Of of the trilogy, uh, the the apocalypse trilogy. How, where would you put it? Oh, it's above the thing. Above the thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I put it above the thing because a lot of people in the world will, will list the thing as like their absolute favorite movie of all a horror movie of all time. I know. Even above the exorcist. Those people are ballsy. I, like I said, I could you I could sit down and watch the thing and I'll be bored, but I can sit there like if I go if I want to if I want to show somebody, hey, look at a movie that's really really well done. And, you know, aspects of horror that you're not going to see in a lot of places. And it's just done really, really well. I can put on the thing and do that and show people. And practical, practical effects. A million percent. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And that carried on through this. And I think that there was better opportunity here for Carpenter to kind of go nuts and everybody with the effects. Because, you know, the thing had, you know, it had a fucking weird little head creature. It was awesome, mm. but this had more spots where you could see it and, and be able to perform with these effects, and I think maybe that's why I like it more is because I was able to see more of it, and uh, that, that was the part of the movie I liked the most with the effects. Okay. And then where would you put In the Mouth of Madness? <clears throat> that might have to go third. Wow. I don't as far as I okay, me enjoying it, mm-hmm. I might enjoy that better than the thing. But I, I don't think I can put it 
I'm already putting the thing second, which people would like <laughs> can't even imagine. So it's like, am I going to put it third? Yeah, you want people to keep coming back to the podcast. You're not going to get that if you put the thing at the bottom. You would not believe the movies we just did recently. If they're still coming back, (laughs) (laughs) if they're still coming back, we ain't never losing them. Uh, But yeah, um, I might. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I would have darkness number one. Yes. The thing number two, and then Mm -hmm. in the mouth of madness. But I will. I will reevaluate once I rewatch the mouth of madness because I haven't seen. I've seen that once a long time ago. So I do need a rewatch on it. But right now, the thing is barely hanging in there for a second. Okay. How do you feel about that, Rob? Yeah, Rob, I mean, what's your three? You're ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, it's tough. I, I, well, the thing is number one. I mean, that's just really? it's the thing. Yeah, Over this, why? Yeah, it's because it's the thing, Mikey. It's an amazing movie. Okay, but, but why do you put it above the... Because I really like this a lot more than the thing, Prince of Darkness. It. I don't I mean the performances in the thing it's it's the whole the whole story is just the the you can't trust anybody it, it's I don't know the tension is ratcheted up in the thing I think the effects are amazing um it's the, more it's, coherent honestly the plot sorry to interrupt the um I'm torn between in the mouth of madness and prince of darkness because I do really like both movies and I think both of them are underrated carpenter films I would probably put Prince of Darkness second and then In the Mouth of Madness third. Um, but it has been a long time since I've seen In the Mouth of Madness. So maybe if I rewatched it, I might flip the two. Sounds like we need to do that soon. But they're very close, in my opinion. All right. So for me, mm-hmm. on an enjoyability level, because I two different scales. Right. How much I enjoy, how much I can keep rewatching. In the Mouth of Madness is number one. I can keep watching that. Wow. Over and over and over again. I love that movie. Then Prince of Darkness. Then The Thing. Damn. But horror aesthetically, The Thing is absolutely number one. Like, hmm. no, no question. You know? Okay. It's, it's tight. Like, not just written tightly, but, like, you feel trapped in this in this space with these men, right? And the 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 tension from that and not knowing who's going to kill you, who who is able to kill you just by touching you is is seriously intense. And like everyone's agreed, the practical effects have not been matched since. And uh, even Prince of Darkness, Prince of Darkness has some great (laughs) practical effects, but the thing has amazing practical effects. Like anyone who has seen the thing will be like the practical effect in that were insane. And uh, and it's just, it's the horror movie of those three. And then Prince of Darkness, and then In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness, while I enjoy it the most, it's the least horrifying. Damn. You guys both said fuck me, huh? I say that often. (laughs) No, that's just my opinion. There's, you know, and like I said, the thing, if you're going to put quality, probably, yeah, the thing, you know, it, it probably has Prince of Darkness speed, but they, they, like I said, I just like that there was more opportunities for it in this movie, and you got to see more of it, and they knocked it out of the park, man. Like, they truly did. Like, that girl, her face all, like, she was more Freddy Krueger than Freddy Krueger. 
honestly we like <laughs> like that that those makeup effects like for her she looked creepy as shit yeah that's the way you look at like i just rewatched dream warriors the other day you know freddie looked cool and all but he didn't like looking at him didn't scare me didn't creep me out i might have normalized freddy Krueger, but i don't remember ever getting that feeling that i got looking at this girl and going oh my god you know like she just looked terrifying she was pretty scary looking yeah and 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 her to her i'm trying to remember her name but to her credit the way she she portrayed it you know where she was like looking at herself in the, that little makeup mirror it just it was so awesome man this is a good movie it's just it god i would not sit and rewatch this if i didn't have to <laughs> and if i did i would go from like the last half hour on the last half hour is the best part definitely easily and it was it didn't stop it was going and I, I don't know. I just didn't give a shit a lot of, about a lot of these characters. So maybe that time getting it, it'll piss you off more knowing it's like, God, I don't even like you. Like, I don't want to be here learning about you. I guess Could the be. question is, would would the last 30 minutes have been as impactful without the first hour? That's fair. That's fair. I agree with you. I'm still bored through the shit. So <laughs> you're right. You're right and wrong at the same time in my eyes. So I don't know. I feel like Rob is just disgusted with me. I mean, a little <laughs> bit. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you could not like this movie. So you but guys, I don't know how you could not like the thing. I mean, it's got Wilford Brimley in it for God's sake. Uh, I don't know. I'm just all around exhausted by you. I'm more of a Wes Craven guy. I think that's what it boils down to. You know, like I can appreciate John Carpenter. I love John Carpenter, but I don't know, man. Just uh, that style of movie is a little too slow for my taste. And, you know, Wes Craven has a little bit more going on. And, you know, it's just a different style of movie. Now, I will fully admit if you're going to put like go by textbook on how to make a movie. John Carpenter blows Wes Craven out of the water. It's unfair in that aspect. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Wes Craven can't make a score for a movie. Yeah. And I, and Carpenter writes a lot of his movies. That's fair. That, that yeah. I, Wes Craven wrote A Nightmare on Elm Street, right? And yes. um, The Hills Have Eyes? Yes. Did he, do, did he write Last House on the Left? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But other than those three... Like what else is he did he write? I'm pulling it up now so we can get official. I don't. I don't think it's. I think you got a fair point. I don't think Scream it was, was written by Kevin Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who wrote. He wrote Shocker. He wrote Shocker. Yep. Okay. Shocker. Well, then, he, the then he wins. Movie. Then he wins. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Shocker's fantastic. He wrote the Swamp Thing too, by the way. I don't know if anybody cares. Just putting that nope. there. No, he did write people under the stairs. Oh, okay. That's like an urban fairy t- uh, fairy tale to me. I think the people under the stairs. Yeah, you know, Wes Craven used to teach where I went to college. You had told, yeah. Oh yeah, that, I mentioned that. That is awesome. Yeah, I love Wes Craven, man. I, mean, I don't see like, to me. I've always looked at him as like that's the one, that's the king right there. That's always been how I looked at him. He certainly didn't decay in his later years like mm-hmm. Carpenter has. 
but to defend Carpenter a little, did he really truly? I, I know his work did that we've seen, but was it that, or did he just really stop giving a fuck? Because he just seems like he hasn't cared in a very long time. I don't know. I mean, looking at him from what I've seen of him recently, it seemed like he didn't care about lots of things like hygiene. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he just don't give a fuck, man. Like he, that, that line with the Rob Zombie thing, when so, somebody asked him about it in some interview and he was just pretty much let my check cleared. It's like, damn, mm. dude, it's, that's what it is, huh? Okay. But yeah, I mean, he's he said that about a lot of the Halloween sequels. See? He's just doing music now, right? That's funny. yeah, that's his thing. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That might be where his passion's been. I yeah, wish I mean, Rob he's... Zombie would go back to just making music. God damn. I don't. We <laughs> <laughs> wanted the man to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> go to obscurity and never be heard from again. But, uh yeah, Carpenter's just making music and he's loving it. He's having fun with it. He's working with his son and his godson and having a good time. Yeah, and he's good at that synth stuff. I love it. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's doing music for all sorts of things, too, not just his, you know, not just Halloween and stuff. He did the he did the score for the new Firestarter, which was probably the best thing about that movie. Did he? Yeah. Wow. I'm glad to know I shouldn't watch that. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I almost checked it out. Um, and I think he, he did the music for that uh, Foo Fighters movie, Studio 666, too. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and he made a cameo in that. I did not actually. hear good things about that one. I actually really loved it, but you know. Yeah, you seem to like bad. musicians in, in weird horror movies. <laughs> yeah, like I'm it's just a dumb fun time. Like you can't expect anything more than that. So I had a good time with it. Okay. Maybe he didn't, should do more of that. Didn't he he did um he did an episode of that horror anthology series, uh Shit, I'm blanking on the name of it. There were like hour long or two hour long episodes of everything. Um, Cigarette Burns, I think, was the name of the episode. Was it the Masters of Horror? Masters of Horror. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I saw that. That was a good one. Yeah. I don't know if I saw his episode. It was, it was disturbing. It was like very disturbing. Uh, Maybe he should do more of that. Just kind of like do scores for movies, and you know, maybe that's more what he's into. I don't know. I, I just always seem like the my feel was that he just hasn't given a fuck in such a long time. And Wes Craven never lost that, you know, that love for film. And you know, he did it again with Scream, and he had spots of the the Scream TV series that he was even involved with, and you know, those episodes were way better than like you could tell where Wes Craven had his hand at certain spots and. Yeah, like it, it, it's just two different, completely different types of guys with in so many different ways, and you know it's hard to compare. But the conversation's fun. You know, yeah, you get to talk about the movies, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, who else could we even put in a list with those two? Holy shit, um, Joe Dante, maybe, uh, maybe he maybe. does. He's very co- comical, kind of. Yeah, um, I like Dante though. Why am I blanking on the name of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Kobe oh, Hooper. Kobe Hooper. Kobe yeah. Hooper, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, maybe maybe Romero. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Romero. Does Raimi yeah. get in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. yeah. I, yeah. He's done like four horror movies. Didn't he do like Spider-Man? But that wasn't yeah. a horror movie. 
He did it though. Maybe he thought it was going to be a horror movie. It's like a man who got bit by a spider. <laughs> no. I've always that. said that. I think I feel like Raimi started in horror and has been trying to get away from it most of his career, but keeps getting yeah. pulled back. Right. Because yeah, he, he did the uh, legendary um, Hercules Legendary Journeys series and yeah. Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah. yeah. And that he did. Uh, he has a movie I absolutely love. It's not a horror movie called A Simple Plan. Oh, that is a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie. And um, he did that Kevin Costner baseball movie for Love of the Game. I mean, he's done a bunch of off the wall weird stuff. Yeah, but also Wes Craven did um what the uh from the heart or something. <laughs> Music from the Music heart. From yeah. The heart. Yeah. yeah. And so, Vampire in Brooklyn, which I guess is kind of horror, but that, yeah, that was horror. Maybe more comedy. Um yeah, oh. Somebody and, and when, to be fair, uh John Carpenter did Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Yeah, Carpenter got away from horror a little bit. I mean, you know, Starman is not really a horror movie. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Elvis, he did that Elvis television movie with with Kurt Russell. That's right. Uh, but yeah, even Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, that's not really a horror movie. It has elements of horror. Yeah, it's in got some it. elements, but it's not really a horror movie. No, it's not. It's still a fantastic film, though. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I might watch that later. <laughs> I did retweet that uh, <clears throat> that Carpenter uh, Craven thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to get it, people talking about it again, I just got a tweet. Uh, Director Patrick is their their handle. Uh, they said it would be. Uh, oh no, that's there it is. Uh, I would say Wes has the element of the franchise on lockdown. Uh, he has a wider influence on pop culture. However, Carpenter's directing is incredible. Really, truly, a thing to behold. Had the thing been a success at the box office, he'd be another Spielberg or Lucas. That last that, that last statement's interesting. I don't agree <laughs> with it. Um, yeah. But the thing definitely did it deserved better at the box office than it got. Yeah. Well, he was asked if it, somebody asked him if, if the thing had been a success at the box office, would your would your career have gone different? And he said, Yeah, I would have been successful. Holy shit. <laughs> If he's not successful, <laughs> what the fuck am I? <laughs> you know, man, he's he's kind of on like the level of, of he's above Roger Corman, but not up there with like the Spielbergs and you know, yeah. We know him because we love horror, right? But people who don't love horror would not know who he is. My wife would not know who he is. Yeah, right. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know, but it see, but that's my point though, dude. Like shit, like the thing, people don't always, you know, that's just not their cup of tea. Sometimes shit like that, you know. And I'm just mm-hmm. happen to be one of those people. Don't make me a bad person, Rob. Mm, don't make you a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you guys have anything else to bring up? Like I'm, I, I don't have a matter of notes. Uh, if you haven't seen Prince of Darkness, go see it. If anyone listening to this right now has not seen Prince of Darkness, absolutely go seriously. It it's it's one of those movies that needs to be seen. Yeah, I say that seriously. Rob, do you have anything else about Prince of Darkness? Nope, just yeah, check it out. It's underseen, underrated Carpenter film. For real. Do you have anything else mean to say about me again? Or? We don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we got a portnoy this thing. Uh 
Damn. Rob, you want to go first? Because I'm... Ugh. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I think it's uh, some of Carpenter's uh, best work that uh, is not... Uh, well, I've said it already. It's underseen and it's underrated. I give it an 8.1. Jeez. Okay. That's... Okay. Uh Prince of Darkness. I don't wanna I've been regretting some of my port noise lately, so I'm trying to be careful. Prince of Darkness 1987. I'm gonna give out of ten a four. A four? Holy shit. <laughs> a four? <laughs> Damn. I want to add a point two. I'll add a point two. Why? A four point two. Point two. Because just to show that I mean it, you know, it's a, it's a solid four. Jesus. It's a strong four. <laughs> he spoke so positively about it. But but this is like if. I, it didn't even break five. It didn't. It didn't, man. And I was going to I was going to give it a five point something, but I just. All you right. got to give me more than 20 minutes of enjoyment. Okay. Well, well, well I'll accept your 4.2, but the last half hour, what would you give it out of 10? Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. You know what? The last half hour plus the dude in the suit with his head in your favorite scene. Yeah. Man, I, I, could, I could give that a, an 8.1 or something around Rob's number. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But but if I got to sit through almost an hour of other shit like that, uh, it's 4.2. Okay. Damn it. Well, what do you think? That 10. Portnoy this some bitch. All right. Prince of Darkness, 1987. John Carpenter. I give it a 7.5. Okay. Less than Rob. Wow. It has, it has some of his best atmosphere. But the story is fairly incoherent. Like mm. you can you can watch this movie and come away and be like, I have no fucking idea what just happened. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with uh, I agree. I do agree with part of that. And part of that was um, one of the things I find most interesting about this movie is that it, it's this intersection of of religion and science. Yeah. And Carpenter uh, said about this movie um, that, uh, well, he, his, his love of science led to the story involving quantum mechanics and, and where science and religion meet. And then he became fascinated with quantum uncertainty after he read several books on it. And then in the end, he said it was just impossible to explain. It was all mumbo jumbo anyway, and it's just a horror movie. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. At some point, he threw in the towel on trying to explain these concepts. And, and you get the sense of that watching it. Like, yeah. like halfway through the film all the stuff about you know because they're they're these university students coming in their their bullshit you know explanations of of math and science and stuff just stop and it becomes just straight up people chopping each other's arms off and and slime pouring off the ceiling into someone's face and that's the movie you know mm -hmm. yeah so 7.5 that's fair. But absolutely go see it. One of his one of his best. All right. Yeah. Well, this is not slash radio approved. It's, uh, 
What? It's not. It's got to hit a 7.5. It didn't hit no 7.5. It's 6.6. 6.6? What does it need? What would I need to give it to get it hit a 7.5? <laughs> Let's see. If you gave this a 10, it'd be a 7.4. Fuck. All right. Uh, 10.5. <laughs> oh, no. Once you say it, well, no, that's not true. I've changed for noise. Damn. Mikey likes to tank good movies. I don't tank anything. You Dang tanked you Hellraiser last I week. I didn't tank Hellraiser. Hellraiser oh was God. still approved. Well, what would you give Hellraiser off the top of your head? Oh, Hellraiser? Top um, of your head. Seven. Damn, we lowered them up. What did I give? I gave it like a 7.2 or something, didn't I? That's what you gave it. Yeah. So that's not tanking the movie. It was st- it still was approved, I'm sure. Not because of you. Hellraiser lacked a lacked a lot of atmosphere. And like, I mean, do you I, do you want me to go down? I'm not gonna go down this road. You can you can ask me about Hellraiser another time. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> do that when Cat's not here. Yeah. yeah I want to see Cat and Will fight. Uh I'm not gonna <laughs> fight with Cat. Cat'll fight somebody for, for Hellraiser. Uh she she shot somebody in a parking lot once. <laughs> over uh, over what was that movie, Rob? The Black Phone. Yeah, she shot somebody in the parking lot over the black phone. I like the black phone. I love the black phone. Uh I gave Hellraiser a 9.5. Cat gave it a 9.2. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Rob gave it a 7.2. Do you want to hear the port noise for the Kiss movie? No. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Please, God. Yeah, movie. You should check that out. Well, you can find it on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. That's literally where we had to watch it. On it's the only place Facebook. I could find it. God damn, what a worst movie. Probably the worst movie. The worst movie. Fuck it. It's the worst movie I've ever seen, ever. It's not that bad. It's that you bad. You should go look for Nightmare City. I haven't seen that. I don't know. Yeah. That's the one with the puppet robots that I was telling you about at the beginning. Holy shit. <clears throat> Sounds bad. Have you seen Sharks of the Corn, Will? I, no, I, I told you I don't generally watch yeah. uh, shark movies. That's bad. That's a good one. I enjoyed that one. That, that was a movie. That was the worst movie I ever seen before Kiss. So Rob is responsible for two out of three. Two, two out of two worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And you're welcome. Son of a bitch. Um, all right. Well, well, that that was an awesome movie, man. I you know what? I'm glad I watched it. Okay. Yeah. I I'm glad you am, watched it too. I am. Yeah, and I'm glad you picked it because I've been trying to get on this damn show forever, and Mikey's always want, never wants to do it. It's just too bad that Kat wasn't here to discuss it as well. It is. Yeah. It, well, you know. The good news is she's only got four more weeks of vacation this year, so. <laughs> she would have given it a higher number. What do you think Cat would have given this one? I do feel like she would have given it a decent number. I, I bet she would have given it probably around a seven. Around a seven? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. She's weird with Carpenter stuff. I don't know. Yeah. We'll ask her next week. That we... We should make her like just give her a portrait like we did with Jack Frost. Oh yeah, yeah. The Michael yeah. Keaton movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cat is infamous for having she gave that movie a ten out of ten. She didn't give it, but we had her give it a ten out of ten. Oh god. She was gone for that one too, Rob. Yep, she sure was. Another episode she was out. 
Um, uh, but yeah, guys, go check us out at Slash Radio, uh, Slash Radio on Twitter, uh, Slash Radio.com. You can check out all of our articles, episodes, interviews, all that stuff. Uh, I'm at Mikey's Dead. Rob, where do they find you? Can you guys hear me? Or, uh, I, I can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. We can't hear Rob. I'm back. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Man, I feel like I should write a letter to your, your internet provider. I know. I know. They suck. Write them a letter. What company is it? It's AT&T. Oh, yeah. That's your fault. They're terrible. Fuck, AT&T, man. They don't even have good cell phone service. Why would you trust their internet? Yeah. Uh, uh, where do they find you, Rob? On Twitter, at Radio Rob 123 and you can listen to my other show, This Horror, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. This is our life where you were talking bad about me for the most part, kind of sore. You were subbing me. You were subliminally insulting me, Rob. Yeah. Oh, did you, uh, did you ask him about the... Well, I have this thing mm-hmm. where I want to be the mascot for This Horror Life. And Rob said he needs to ask like a secret panel of judges. And I keep asking him if he keeps forgetting to ask him. So, Rob, did you talk to the... To so, I talked to him, and I have to submit a formal proposal. So, what are we going to do for that? I don't know yet. I, I'm waiting on the details. I feel like this is a way you just get me to stop asking. No, no, no. Seriously, it's a, it's a whole process, apparently. Okay. I didn't even know about this myself. we have to get anything notarized? Maybe. I don't know. Whole secret panel of judges. They're going to send me the details. All right. Well, I'll start working on designs for the mess time. Well, thank you very much, my friend, for joining us. Uh, It's a blast as always. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I just want to make one correction. It was not Nightmare City. It was Exterminator City. That somehow sounds better. It sounds right, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if I had sat through a whole movie called Nightmare City and not seen one hand puppet, I would have been mad. No, that is it's exter- Exterminator City. I went and looked it up real quick. In a panic. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, guys. You said no, Thanks for doing it, Will. Yeah, uh, anytime. I would. I love chatting with you guys. I love talking about horror. I don't get to do it at home because I'm the only one that watches it. I feel that, man. That, but now we have we have to do Mouth of Mad. Like it's come up too much for us. And Roz wanted to see it. I have to rewatch it to work out my my trilogy ranking for real. So and and plus we need to finally have an episode with all of us on. Hell yeah. Yeah, Will's like the angel of death. So <laughs> yeah, maybe next time Mikey won't be here. I was gonna say, yeah, you're gonna go to the hospital next time, Mikey. Oh great. Yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> call my job tomorrow and be like, hey, I just gotta make sure all my medical shit's in order. <laughs> I curse you, Mikey. Thinner. <laughs> uh will you also have your um uh don't look away right that's on amazon uh yes i do yep you can find it on amazon it's i don't have the full title memorized anymore but it is don't look away uh or you can just search for william dalphin d-a-l-p-h-i-n 35 terrifying tales from the darkest corner there you go that's the rest of it Uh, yes, that's on Amazon. Did, you you did say last time you were on, Will, that you were wanting to do something. Did, is there any news on that, or you still what whatever happened? Uh, I'm still working on on converting the series that I'm currently writing um, into a book. That's uh, so yes. that has not happened yet. But yeah, nice. I'm 
I'm still writing it though. It's still, I post, uh, it's called Lily Mad Whip. It's about a, a child that can see the future. And uh, I share it on Reddit regularly about once a month. Trying to be more regular though. Nice. Yeah. I've seen. Okay. No, I was going to say, I've seen something about Lily Mad Whip on. Fuck. I forget. Oh, I don't fuck. remember where it was. No, it wasn't on fuck. I forget what the hell it was, but I did see it. I was like, oh shit. And I meant to send it to you and then i just got sidetracked i, I have an attention span very short so oh no worries problem. yeah yeah but if I you find see, it again let me know yeah i gotta look for it but where were you uh you see you're still working on that good so next time yeah. hopefully when you're on we'll have a little more news maybe. yeah hopefully. sounds good i've been doing uh illustrations using ai for it really yeah What's that but i can tell you about i can tell you about that next time okay that sounds good yeah <laughs> that, okay. that way you have to have me back <laughs> Look, if I if if I can interact with Rob just a little bit less, I'm good. That's perfect. Talk to me the highlight of your week. And I will say it is it is nice to get to actually talk to you one on one, Rob. Right? See? See? Well, was a good and guy. Mikey. Thank you, no. see. Yeah. No. Oh. That's a lie. Rob misses me. Well, he he, he acts like he doesn't, but he, he misses me. Uh, but all right, guys, so uh, come check us out next week. We will be back with Cat, hopefully. Out next week, I think it's Patreon pick, Rob. Oh, it sure is. Oh, oh shit. Picking the mouth of madness. Yes, go to slasherradio.com forward slash uh, patreon.com rather forward slash slasherradio. And uh, if you want anything to do with the movie we watched this week, maybe it'll be Mouth of Madness. Who knows? I, no, Will, it's not. It's going to be fucking. I'm getting tweets about what the hell is that? Stupid ass shark movie. Raiders of the Lost oh, Shark is the last one with somebody tweeted this. And what's the other one? Shark, shark side, side of the, of the moon. moon. I think wow. you guys are just getting trolled here. Oh, absolutely. You should, you should do. Uh, when is the, that Idris Elba movie Beast coming out? You should do that one. I think it's out. Oh, then you should do that one. Do that one. There's a, there's a, uh, you know, wild animal movie for you. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't seen it. He said a wild animal movie. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. All right, guys, uh, come back, check us out next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. That is fucking hysterical. Wild animal movie. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast.